Good evening. Um, the first reading is from Psalms 32. It can be found on page 549. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I keep silent, my bones waste away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Selah. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Selah. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you while you may be found. Surely, when the mighty waters rise, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from the trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the man who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verses 15 through 27, on page 1071. Out of respect to the Gospel, please rise. Peter's first denial. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. You are not one of his disciples, are you? The girl at the door asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. <coughs> the high priest questions Jesus. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby struck him in the face. This is the way you answer the high priest, he demanded. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why do you strike me? Then Aeneas sent him, still sent him, still bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. 
Peter's second and third denials. As Simon Peter stood warming himself, he was asked, Are you not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him, Didn't I see you with him in the olive grove? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, a rooster began to crow. You may be seated. And Nyla was, not that one either, 
<laughs> Nyla was this little lady, and she was a petite little thing, but she was dynamite. And I remember when we first came to church, and um, and we met Nyla, and I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And that little lady was full of prayer, and she was full of energy, and yet she'd blow away in the windstorm out there. But she could pack a punch, and I know for her service, boy, it wasn't, it was a celebration. Okay. It was a celebration. Nope, still not yet, no. And so yeah. that's, that's who I think of. That's who think, I think of. And I, I think of my grandma Strohshine, um, uh, unlike your grandma, you said stout. I would not use the word stout when I came to Grandma Strohshine, right, right, Karen? Uh, just a, a frail, elderly lady. She lived to be 105, by the way. And the reason why I especially connect her to Anna is she, she taught Sunday school for 84 years. Uh, I went to preach at a church in Middleville between Annandale and Howard Lake, and one of the first people came up to me and said, your grandma taught me in Sunday school. Do you know that she taught Sunday school till she was 84? And I didn't know that about her. But that's my Anna. Uh, and, and Anna also holds a special place in Scripture. Um, I, I, I read that there's only five women in all of Scripture who are given the designation of being a prophetess. Four of them in the Old Testament, and she's the only one in the New Testament who is uh, given that, uh, that title, that designation, that honor. But what strikes you about her story, Brenda? For me, it was, um, when, I, when I looked at, no. when I looked at her story, um, she was a widow, and back in the day, if you were a widow, um, the church took care of you. And it didn't mention anything about her family or any of that. And yet, in, in the passage, it said that, that uh, she never left the temple but worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. And, and I'm thinking, wow, it's a long time at church. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is. And yet, she was 84 years old and I don't think she had a car to drive to church, but every day she was so, so let's unpack that. Why do you think she spent so much time? I mean, what, what's that saying about her, that she spent that much time at church? Well, like you said, she saw the Messiah. She knew that he was there. Yeah. And it was a desire in her heart, in my, own, in my thought, to, to share that. It's kind of like if you have good news, you want to tell everybody. And this was her good news, but she didn't have anybody to go home to. Okay. So she went to the temple, and she liked to talk and pray. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> I, and I think behind that, though, too, her talk is uh, people sense she had a wisdom, mm -hmm. a God-given wisdom, which is why they gave her that honor of designating a prophet. They, they held her in that high esteem it wasn't oh yeah there's Anna again you know or Anna again however you want to say it but there she is I wonder what she's got to say today yeah how about you Roxanne what struck you about this lady I'll no. try and talk loud um, I think that she was a very Christian 
person, her faith was the most important thing in her life. Um, and then seeing the Messiah when he was just a baby, she was just in awe, but then she knew what's gonna, what was gonna happen. She was like, you said, at the very end, she knew that he was gonna be an adult and but die for us. And then too, it was like she just praised him and then too, she just kept worshiping and then um, keep telling everybody about this Messiah, that he's here for us. Yeah. And just, she was just so dedicated. Yeah, yeah, and, and she did. She did have a, 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 a very clear picture uh, of Jesus. And I think she also, I guess we'd have to say, she was a little bit guilty of eavesdropping in on the conversation between Simeon and Mary and Joseph. Uh, because, uh, you know, Simeon had said to Mary about this child is set for the rise and fall and a, and a sword is going to pierce your own soul too. Referencing really uh, that this little baby someday was going to die. And, and Anna knew that because she, when she goes and tells people about this little baby, she says, this is the redemption of Israel. This is the redeemer. And she knew that that meant she was saying, this is the little boy who's going to die for us someday. The, 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 the person you read about in Isaiah chapter 53 or heard in the temple about, this is the, this is the one. Uh, she, and so she, she is looking ahead and seeing that this is the guy who's going to die for me. No wonder she told others uh, about, uh, about him. Talk a little bit more uh, about just living out your, your faith. Let's, okay, now you see. Oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, you know, being a person of, of faith, what that involves for you? I think of, of me, um, I had my faith when I was young. I had awesome um, Sunday school teachers, I shouldn't say Sunday school catechism teachers. Um, I had this one couple and they were just awesome. They just told us how to pray and just keep doing it that way. And I've kind of kept it through going through my whole life and just finally learning how to open up the Bible and read it too. That was the main thing. And just learning how to pray and being in Bible study and it's just very helpful because in our lives are not easy. No matter what. It goes up and down and if I didn't have God in my life I would be a mess. Sorry Keith. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but just living out our faith. Yeah. yeah. And, and I hear you echoing and mirroring so much what I think we would say about Anna, Anna yeah. in, in terms of her, her faith and living out her faith and, and the ups and downs. I mean, she certainly had them. She was only married for, uh, if we read this correctly, seven years before her husband passed away and then she lived a long, long time yeah. without him. Yeah. How about for you? Um, well, I guess I didn't, growing up, I didn't, um, I didn't grow up knowing, really knowing how to pray, and I didn't know, um, it, it wasn't easy growing up, and I only knew three prayers, and when you only know three prayers, and you don't think you can talk to God in any other way, you just, I felt abandoned. And yet, when I was in seventh grade speaking about school, 
there was an English teacher, and her name was Mrs. Rose, and her first name was Mary, go figure. <laughs> and Mary made us do English with the 23rd Psalm. We had to put punctuation in it. We had to put capitalization in it. We had to find the noun, the verb, the pronoun, and the prepositional phrases. And by the way, it took four weeks and we had to memorize it. That's the first memory work I ever did with scripture. And, and then um, as time moved on, there was a Christian counselor at school that um, he was a chemical dependency counselor and he was very, he just, he just led me to, to having a faith again. And then I met Keith. Where'd he go? Oh, there he is. Hi. And, and we got married and I switched religions. And then we came here after we, after I switched, then we came here. So I'm kind of like, you know, like, yeah. you know, this mixture person. But when I came here, I learned how to pray. And I learned that, that prayer is a conversation with Jesus in my life. It doesn't have to be a memorized prayer. It doesn't have to be um, in church. It can be anywhere. And I didn't know that. And so um, it's pretty important in my life because I like to pray. <laughs> well, and, and listening as you were sharing, you make me think of Anna and something I think to share. This is something I think for us all to glean from her story is, is she's just a bit player in Scripture. Three verses and, and not a word that she spoke recorded and yet what a significant role she plays mm -hmm. in Jesus life mm -hmm. and in the lives of others because she bears witness to them about who this baby Jesus is and so also you and I we're not important folks we're bit players but don't ever underestimate the powerful influence you can have on someone else's faith. Uh, just as Anna had a powerful influence on people's faith, on our, on our faith, stands as an example for us of, this is, for me, I, I couldn't help but think of the verse from Hebrews, uh, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. And if I want to know what that looks like, I look at Anna. She gives me a picture of what it looks like to fix my eyes on Jesus. And, and again, she's just a bit player, but what a significant role. And, and so never underestimate the impact that you can have on someone else's faith. Think about this too. Just kind of let your sanctified imagination go for a little bit, okay? So now Jesus is only 40 days old at this point in time. This is his first trip to the temple, but you know Joseph and Mary went up to the temple every year. The one that we're told about is when Jesus was 12. Do you think Anna was still around <laughs> at that point in time? I mean, if we do, we try and do a little dating, she might be 84 at this, in this story. Add 12 years, 96. But over those years, do you think maybe every time that Jesus came 
to the temple. She sought him out until he got old enough to know who that special lady was, and then he would go and seek her out. It's just kind of fun to I imagine that, kind of like an adopted grandma, mm -hmm. maybe. And yet in our conversation, um, I, I recall how many people didn't see him. Yeah. And that was the other side of it. Anna saw him because she believed in what Simeon had said about this is the Messiah, who is the redemption for Jerusalem. And she saw him, but she didn't just see him with her eyes, because lots of people saw him with their eyes. She saw him with her heart. Yeah. And so that brings me back to one of the first things that, that I, it's just stuck with me, is don't fall a foot short of heaven from what you're thinking, what you're seeing, to what's in your heart. Make it connect. Yeah. Don't fall a foot short. Yeah. How many people in the temple may have fallen a foot short because they saw but they didn't feel like what Anna did? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the power of prayer. Yes. On on Fanuel? Uh, no. Other than that, he's of the tribe of Asher, which was one of the twelve tribes of Israel. But there's really other. There's really no background that on on this this lady. Uh, again, she just kind of appears here, and um, but I think though too. How thankful do you believe she was that with her own eyes she saw Jesus? She, she saw the object of her faith. And she wanted others to see. And if she was here tonight, she would come up to each one of you and say, you've seen him, right? Because that's who she wants you to see. She, did, she wouldn't want this to be about her. Mm -hmm. She would want it to be about the cross, him. Mm -hmm. And she would point us to him because she would say, he's the one who died for you. He's the redeemer. He's what this is all about. Pay yeah. attention. Yeah. That's what she would say, pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another thought or two that you have? Well, I think, too, um, I may not always open up my Bible, but <clears throat> see, I'm a runner, not long distance, anyway, but, but I will have my Christian music on, and I'll be praying and running, and I'm thinking, oh, I've gone a mile already. Ah, and that's just awesome. So it's just the power of prayer that you can just hold in your heart. You don't have to read your Bible at that point, but at least you can just have, it's in your heart and it's in your mind. And I'll get back home, I'm thinking, okay, I was praying, but Lord, I know you answered me. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's gone again. But that's just me. But then too, when the grandkids are in the car, we have Spirit 92.9 on. They go, Grandma, you always listen to Jesus music. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> so it's like, sorry, you're in the car with me. So that is, a, that is a great way to show them and tell them about yeah. the Redeemer and, and I had made when I was writing down my notes you know you know that that Hebrew passage let us fix our eyes on Jesus let, let us run the race before us and I uh, run the race with prayer yeah. mm -hmm. as you run our lives as we live each day 
uh, with prayer. We look at Anna and we see how blessed she was mm -hmm. to be a woman of prayer. That was her vocation. Mm -hmm. uh, as a widow. As, yeah. as a widow, yeah. yeah. You know, people often come up and say, well, what's your, what's your vocation? What's your job? And she would have said, to pray. To pray, yeah. Thoughts, final thoughts here? Well, you know, one of the questions, um, one of the things that you had put on here is living with loss. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about that. Our opening prayer tonight was for Candace's dad. And we're all guaranteed the beginning day. You're here. You're, you all know that we're going to die one day. And so what does the dash say? Yeah. And how many lives? Anna, Anna touched so many lives with her dash. Yeah. With the dash that she had. Yeah. So that's, that's the joy of living with loss is, is the memories, the gift of love, the gift of memories, and the gift that you can pass on like she did. She passed on all of that information about Jesus and what he was going to do. Well, what's... I just look for what my dash might say. Yeah, speaking of her dash, I'd rather doubt that she ever imagined that some 2,000 years after her dash ended, <laughs> people would still be talking right? about her and her right? faith and learning from her, her faith. All off of three, yeah. three lines yeah. in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. So don't ever underestimate the power of you living out your faith and, and what impact it it can have in pointing people to Jesus. So as Brenda was saying, what they know makes the journey from here down to here. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of you want to close us with prayer? Do you have a final thought? Or a final thought? No, I'm fine. Go ahead. Prayer? <laughs> All right. Lord, I, I thank you for Anna. I thank you for all of all of the people in our, in our Bible that we can glean from and the power of prayer and how she dedicated her life to you. Lord, I lift up each and every one in, in these walls and in our families, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and I pray that when they feel down, that they reach out and ask for the prayer. And Lord, I pray that each one of us are recipients to that and, and that we, we lend a hand in prayer. Help us to lead a dash that leaves the legacy with you in the forefront. Lord, we ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you both.